And good morning, this is Brian Nuttall. This edition of The Experts is presented by Meridian Hearing. They provide hearing aids, hearing tests, and audiology services second to none. Never before has there been such precision in hearing devices been delivered to Londoners. Meridian Hearing offers the best hearing aids and hearing loss solutions in Ontario. They've helped tens of thousands of people just like you to hear clearly again. We're going to talk about new technology. We're going to talk about Alzheimer's and the connection to hearing. This is the very latest, some new uh, findings, a new study as well. Brian, welcome back. Great to be here again, Brian. Nice to have you back again. When it comes to hearing, your goal at Meridian Hearing is to optimize human hearing to enable people to communicate effectively and therefore then engage in all that life has to offer. Exactly. We want to allow people to do the best that technology will allow us to do. Um, it's, uh, you know, we know that we're never going to give people back the hearing they had when they were 20, uh, but we want to, uh, using uh, today's technology, allow people to be engaged with their family, their friends, their social circumstances to the best that we can make that happen. Why is it important to come to Meridian Hearing now for a hearing test? The reason it's important is that doing something early about hearing loss is important. And that's, uh, you were mentioning before about this link between Alzheimer's, dementia, and hearing loss. And what the uh, that research is showing is that the dementia, Alzheimer's, shows up later in life. But some of the factors that can affect it happen earlier in life. Um, and uh, one of those factors, a, a big factor, is hearing. And uh, untreated hearing loss uh, is one of the potentially modifiable uh, risk factors for dementia. So if we can deal with that when it's a small factor and look after it and keep people engaged, keep their brains working the way they're supposed to be working, we can delay or, or even prevent some of those issues. Let's explore that a little more fully. The Alzheimer's Society of London Middlesex this past week had a special panel set up navigating the road ahead. And the hearing connection to Alzheimer's is very significant. Very significant. There was a, um, uh, I was at their conference uh, this week. I was uh, uh, part of the conference in uh, introducing the uh, guest panel of uh, researchers. Um, but there was a, a study came out from The Lancet that's a very... Uh, it's a medical journal from Britain, uh, highly respected, and uh, they looked at a number of studies, this group did, and looked at all the risk factors um, that associated with dementia. And they came up with uh, factors that are not modifiable, things like your genetics uh, that, that we can't do anything about. Um, and they found that about 60% of um, factors are, are potentially non-modifiable, uh, things we can't do anything about. But about 30% of the risk factors are things that we can do things about. One of them is early education. So people who are well-educated earlier in life have less of a risk of dementia. But interestingly, hearing loss in midlife accounted for about 9% of those modifiable factors. And, and the things that hearing loss can lead to, like depression and social isolation and um, physical inactivity, accounted for another 9%. So almost 20% of that 35% are directly related to hearing. And much of this, Brian, to your credit, is validating what you've already known. Exactly. When I was in school, we talked about um, the things that um, not hearing can lead to, and we talked about depression, anxiety, social isolation. And of course, when you're social isolated, then you're physically inactive as well. Uh, if you can't hear well, you stop going to play bridge or you stop going to the book club because you can't hear what's going on. Uh, so you tend to sit at home, you're inactive, um, and you can become, that's depressing, it's sad, it's, it's, it's not a nice way to live your life uh, all by yourself. And the other thing that happens uh, is, is anxiety uh, and fear because 
if you're not hearing well and the phone rings and you don't know who's on the phone, you can be afraid to answer. Are, are you going to um, get taken uh, by somebody scamming you on the phone because you can't really hear what they're saying? Happening too often these it's days. Happening far too often. And, and we had it happen to a, a patient that, that we saw earlier in her in her life where you know, she didn't really know who she was talking to, and she made it what she thought was a donation to a charitable organization, and it wasn't. Um, and But she, she really didn't understand what was being said. So when one becomes introverted and away from life, then the impact of that speaks to not necessarily Alzheimer's, but a whole other series of issues that are significant to one's life. Exactly. A whole series of issues that are, are not good for our life. Um, we know that keeping active, physically active, keeping mentally active, uh, being engaged with discussing things with your family, that keeps your brain healthy. Those, we know that now. Hmm. We knew those factors were, um, were implications of not hearing well. Now we've got the evidence to show uh, that it can help to delay or reduce the severity of things like dementia. At your conference, Brian, did the Alzheimer's Society of London and Middlesex say that there is more prevalence of Alzheimer's generally today? Um, not specifically, but the issues are these. We've got an aging population and we've got this bump of people uh, where uh, there's a, a greater percentage of people getting into their older age, ages. And so the um, the number of people with Alzheimer is going to increase significantly because of that. Um, so it's, uh, well, they, they've they talked about the, the coming, uh, navigating the road ahead, but it's it's huge. It's going to cost uh, the healthcare system tremendous amounts of money. Um, and I think uh, Christian Bullis has talked about that on his show about the the coming health crisis. Um, it's it's out there. We know it's coming. Um, and anything we can do now to uh, help mitigate that by dealing with some of these factors early in life is so important. That's the key, isn't it? What we can do on an individual basis is kick in prevention. Exactly. Prevention always costs less. It's you know, like that old. I don't know whether it was a Midas commercial, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. But the thing is, dealing with it when it's a small issue is so much uh, more cost-effective and so much better for our lives than waiting till it's a huge issue. And we're, let's talk about the 30-year-olds or the 35-year-olds who should also really be considering a hearing test. It's, it's certainly something to consider, just to give a baseline, particularly if, if there are, you know, let's call them risk factors for you, if there's a family history of hearing loss, if you work in noise, uh, if you work in a, in a factory or a plant, or you have noisy hobbies, uh, if you, uh, you know, like to ride chainsaws. ATVs or uh, cut down trees with chainsaws and things, if, if that's your lifestyle, then making sure that your hearing is protected is important, at, but also getting a baseline hearing test so we, we can tell if something's happening. You definitely want to see those who are 50 and older. Absolutely. Uh, one of the big messages that, uh, that we put forward at the uh, uh, conference uh, on, on Tuesday was that hearing loss and, and, and assessing that needs to be a regular part of a medical. When people hit 50, they should have their hearing assessed. Um, whether or not they think they're having trouble, because, because it happens gradually, you know, family physicians will say, well, do you think you're having any trouble with your hearing? And people say, oh, no, I think I hear fine. That's not enough. We need to actually do an assessment so we know. As you do almost every day, encourage seniors to come and visit you for the first time. Absolutely. Getting an initial assessment. Even if you don't think you're having any trouble, you may be hearing fine. And let's find out. Let's get that baseline and know. And that way, if your hearing is normal, wonderful. You've done a good job. You've cared for your hearing well, and we'll check you again in five years. But 
But if we see hearing loss present, we can start the ball rolling for getting some early intervention going for you. Let's take a moment to talk about your experience over 35 years doing this. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I love my job. Um, I, people always ask me, when am I going to retire? I say, well, I think I got 10 more years left in me yet. Uh, I love what I do. I enjoy it every day. I meet interesting people and I get to see the joy on somebody's face when uh, they come back and say, you've given me back my husband or, you know, I can hear my grandchildren again. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing uh, when people can experience the gift of hearing again. And so it's uh, highly motivating for me. I love what I do. And uh, as I have been doing it for a long time, I began my career at St. Joseph's Hospital. Uh, I worked in their audiology department for about three years. And uh, then it seemed to me there was a better, more efficient way of providing my care to Londoners. So I opened my uh, first office in Byron in November of 84 is when we began. Well, increasing numbers are putting their trust in you, in your education and in your background, and moreover, the experience. Yeah. Experience is one thing. It's, you know, I've seen, when you know, it comes to hearing aids, we've seen it all. Uh, as new products come on the market, you know, some, some are a bit of a flash in the pan. Others have lots of bells and whistles, but they really don't do anything for improving hearing. So we've seen all those changes happen, and that's part of my job. And one of the things I love doing is assessing new products as they come out to say, is this something that would make a difference for my patients? And that's what I've told all the manufacturers. I'm driven by the product. Uh, So if you've got a better product, that's the one I'm going to put on my patients. So we're not tied to any particular manufacturer. We pick and choose who we think is the best product for you and your unique needs. And technology has become so advanced, but also cosmetically, you can barely see somebody wearing it. And I think that there was a problem many years ago when you began in the the old school hearing aids that were just like, whoa, look at that thing on one's ear. Yeah, the word in the industry was big, brown, and ugly. <laughs> and, you know, that's, and that's what people thought. And unfortunately, that's still what people think, that they, they, they remember the hearing aid that their grandmother had that was big and clunky and squealed and whistled. That's not the case anymore. Uh, hearing aids are discreet. They're comfortable. They don't squeal and whistle at you, and they work amazingly well. And that technology does what you've been mentioned earlier. It uh, allows Grandma to hear the kids again, the grandchildren again, and maybe Grandma, Grandpa, or someone who's an adult uh, parent left it too, you know, left it too long or or allowed too much time, and then to discover something exciting. Yeah, Unf- you know, unfortunately, we see that where someone has waited and waited and waited, and they've lived with not hearing for decades. And the family will come in and say, you know, they can say, Mom, you've got to do something about this. But they're they're unwilling to try. They've become so um, accustomed to not hearing that they're not willing to put that effort in. Or when we do put hearing aids on, uh, they find the world too loud. Uh, they've just grown so accustomed to not hearing. So that can be a challenge sometimes. And that's another reason why early intervention is important. Taking a little step is always be- easier than a great big step. And not to start thinking that nothing can be done. Exactly. Exactly. That's, you know, lots of times people will say, oh, you know, I don't think you can help me. Or the other thing I hear all the time is, well, I'm 85 years old. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be around. I don't think I should spend money on hearing aids. And, you know, my response is the same. And so, and the family's always, it's important to hear well. None of us know how long we're going to be here, but to be able to enjoy a conversation and find out what your grandchildren are doing and, 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 and converse with your friends is important. Even, even if it only lasts for a year. 
And that was magnified this past week at this conference put on by the Alzheimer's Society of London and Middlesex. We'll talk more about that conference. We'll talk more about the new technology and what's available to you and what's involved with a hearing test. You can get one free, a hearing assessment at Meridian Hearing Centre. I'll give you the toll-free number, 1-800-649-0766. That's 1-800-649-0766. You'll find Meridian Hearing close to you in Byron, also in London Central and Wortley, in Wortley Village, London North at Beaverbrook, also in Sarnia, Strathroy, Lucan, and now in Stratford. Back with more with audiologist Brian Field on 980 CFPL. Presented by Meridian Hearing City, audiologist Brian Fields is here, and we're very pleased to uh, have you a part of our show today and uh, on Sunday as well. Tens of thousands of people just like you have uh, taken full advantage of the multi-services available at uh, Meridian Hearing. Did you know that hearing loss develops very slowly? And in fact, most don't realize that they're missing out on the sounds. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, I mean, occasionally there's a sudden hearing loss. Something happens and people are suddenly aware of it. But for the most part, hearing loss due to the, due to noise exposure at work is a slow process. It happens over 20 or 30 years of exposure working. Uh, the aging process is a slow process. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, my hearing doesn't seem any different today than it was yesterday. And it's hard to look back. What was it like 10 years ago? You can't remember what it used to be like. And so we tend to to blame the world for the reason that we're missing things. So, yeah, you know, I have a lot more trouble hearing when I get into a noisy restaurant. Restaurants are just so much noisier today than they used to be. Or, you know, I'm missing words on my TV. These new flat screen TVs, the audio system just isn't nearly as good as my old TV. Or, you know, young people, they talk too fast. Or children, they mumble. Just a multitude of excuses. Excuses. You come up with all these reasons why you're not hearing the way you used to hear, but you never think it's you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's where your family can really help. Listening to your family, because they're the ones that are going to say, you know, Dad, did you you hear what the waitress said? Because when you ask that question, you know, you, you look sort of silly because she just finished answering that. Um, and your family will be the ones that start pointing that out to you. But pay attention. Don't think to yourself, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. But literally and figuratively, they're saying they won't listen to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so let's talk about the test now. It, for me, took about 30 minutes, but it's not about the clock and getting to the finish line quickly. It's all about a very in-depth assessment, one that is supported with very clear explanation. Yeah, it's, it's important that we, uh, I mean, firstly, we start with a, a detailed history. So I have some information about you. Uh, did you work in noise? Is there a family history of hearing loss? And various questions that we ask. But when it comes to the assessment, what we do it, it builds on where we start. So we do a, a certain assessment first. Based on what we see from that, it might lead us to do other things. But the goal is a full, complete assessment so we know exactly what's going on and explaining what we're doing and what the results are. You know, people always um, uh, at, at the end will say, did I pass? And I say, well, hearing loss isn't really a pass-fail issue, but here's what I would expect. Um, and before I even show them a graph or a result, I tell them what I would expect. And, and it'll be some, might be something like this. What I would expect based on the results that I've measured is that if you and I are sitting in a quiet, situ- a quiet place, face-to-face, one-on-one, you'll hear every word that I say. Uh, but if we're in a noisy restaurant or if I were to drop my voice or turn away from you and speak while I was walking down the hall, you'll hear that I'm speaking, but you won't be sure what I'm saying. And they'll say, yeah, that, that's, that's true. That is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to explain in practical reasons what I've seen um, on my test results. Then I show them what it 
looks like uh, on paper. Uh, and, and, th- and, and so I would say something like, this is why that's happening, because you still hear the low bass tones well, but your hearing has dropped off in the high pitches. Those are the consonant sounds like S, sh, k, ch, t, p. If you don't hear those clearly, then you're guessing, did they say hat or fat? And, and sometimes you guess right, and sometimes you guess wrong, and you'll answer with some some question that you thought you heard, but that's not what was asked of you. Mm-hmm. So you have this detailed assessment that will either say, we'll see you in two years, mm-hmm. or we need to take it to the next step. Exactly. So based on those results, um, uh, we're either, I mean, they're going to be saying, you know, one thing could be, we need to send you to see in your nose and throat specialist. The issue that you have is something that there's a medical surgical issue that needs to be dealt with. And we'll make that referral back through your family doctor to see a specialist uh, for something that's medically treatable. If it's not a medically treatable condition and about 95% of issues are not medically treatable, uh, we're going to say, you know, you're at the point where hearing aids would be of benefit to you. And this is the type of device we would be appropriate for you. And we go through a whole long discussion about that. Or the other thing that I'm going to say is your hearing's great. Uh, let's see you back in five years. Or we're starting to see some signs, but you're not quite there yet. We'll see you in two years. So we base our follow-up based on what those results are. And not only basing it on what the results are, but then you'll go back, look at that initial test and their lifestyle and adapt the aid to their real world. Absolutely. When we, when we, if, it's, if hearing aids are appropriate, then we're going to take a look at all sorts of factors, not just the hearing loss, things like dexterity. Uh, do you ha- does this person have Parkinson's or something that makes it difficult for them to, to physically hold on to a hearing aid? Uh, we look at the size and shape of their ear and their ear canal. Uh, we look at uh, things like vision. If they can't see well, do we have to, to make that part of our, uh, our prescription for the hearing aid so that we're taking all those factors into account? You know, lots of people um, uh, hear about uh, um, rechargeable hearing aids, and, and they exist. And they have some great features. They have some negatives too. But for somebody with dexterity issues or vision issues where changing a battery is difficult, they're a wonderful product. Uh, But for most people, you know, you've got to remember to plug them in the charger at night or if you don't, you've got no power the next day. If you go on a vacation, you've got to take your charger with you. It's easier to change a battery once a week. But for some people, it's a wonderful product. So we look at all those factors when we're making uh, a recommendation for what the best product for that person is. Because you know the day that you forget to recharge will be when you have the doctor's <laughs> appointment the next day. Exactly. That's, that's exactly that. That's the downside of a rechargeable. Um, whereas with a regular one, if your battery runs out, you pop a new one in and it takes, you know, it only takes 10 seconds. But if, if you can't do it because of a limitation, then we need to come up with other solutions. And so we have those. And, and that's why, you know, we have the whole gamut of hearing aid products out there to work with. Uh, as I, I think I said before, we're not tied to any particular manufacturer. We pick and choose who's building the right product for that person and their needs. Mm. Uh, in terms of, yes, tailoring it to uh, their needs, when one um, has struggled for a, a long period of time with hearing loss, is there a particular brand or is there a particular aid that you might le- lead to? Not particular, particular okay. product. The issue is, and or not the issue, the solution to that is, um, and most manufacturers have a system like this where we can we can gradually bring the person up to the level we want. So we can start them at a level that that is uh, sonically acceptable to them. It may not be giving us the best hearing where we want to be, but it's a starting point. And we can have that in many hearing aids. It can happen automatically where we can set it 
to a spot, and over the course of two months, we can have the hearing aid itself gradually increase itself to get to our target, or we can do that manually on, on visits. So there, there are ways to deal with that when we, when we need to. Mm. And again, for the first sign of hearing loss, not only maybe your family are reminding you that you're not hearing those things that you once did, but the muffling of speech, maybe difficulty understanding words, hearing consonants, there are some good signs that one should take to heart. Yeah, and that's, I think you really touched on it there, and that the big one that people will come and say, I don't have any trouble hearing, but sometimes I miss what people say. And that's just what we talked about. Because you still hear the vowel sounds well, you think, well, I I hear fine. A car drives in the driveway at night, and and I hear it before my wife does. Uh, And yet when we're watching TV, I'm always having to ask, what did they say? What was that word? Um, So if you start seeing that, that it sounds like people are mumbling or not speaking clearly, you're missing things. Um, if you have ringing in your ears, uh, if family is complaining that you're missing things, if you're having to turn the TV up louder than others, those are the kinds of things to start watching for. You'll find out much more at Meridian Hearing's website, but let's touch on in the final couple of minutes of our segment here on some of the prevention products that you have available. Sure. Great idea. Um, The biggest thing is protecting ourselves from noise, whether that's recreational noise or industrial noise. And we have products for all of that. We make uh, specialized uh, earplugs for use uh, in in industrial settings. We also make ones that are appropriate for uh, more recreational things, uh, using your home chainsaw, that kind of thing. Products are available. uh, And the the best ones are custom-made, where we actually take an impression of your ear and build a device that's that's designed to fit your ear. They're comfortable. They're they're washable. You can keep them clean and sanitary. and they're, uh, they last for several years. But we also make things for things like uh, if you have trouble with chronic ear infections we can, uh, for going swimming to keep water out of your ears. Or quite frequently we're doing a lot of specialized earplugs that we are used for nighttime if you have a spouse who snores mm-hmm. uh, so that it gives you some protection from their snoring. That's not, we're not really concerned that their snoring is going to cause hearing damage to you, but it can interrupt your sleep. Which is also Although not I a good thing. I guess it can, according to some people. <laughs> according to some people. Yeah, my wife would say so. <laughs> but, uh, but, but sleep is important, um, particularly when it comes to, I, I spoke about tinnitus uh, before. One of the things that we know makes tinnitus worse is lack of sleep. So if you're overtired, uh, it can lead to, to tinnitus being a much more bothersome issue for you. Let's talk about that after, uh, talk about balance and dizziness and some of the other symptoms that are symptomatic of uh, hearing loss that uh, has solutions at Meridian Hearing. They're close by. They're in Byron, London Central, Wortley Village, London North, also in Sarnia, Strathroy, Lucan, and now in Stratford. You can call them now for a free hearing assessment. I'll give you the toll-free number, 1-800-649-0766. Back with more with Brian Field, Doctor of Audiology and owner and director of Meridian Hearing on 980 CFPL. With Brian Utall and Brian Field, Doctor of Audiology, owner and director of Meridian Hearing. You'll find them online at meridianhearing.com. This is an important show. In fact, all of the shows with Brian are especially important because hearing and your lifestyle and uh, longevity and the satisfaction one enjoys in life is also interconnected. And the conference that you attended this past week really magnified that. Yeah, absolutely. The the staying connected with your family and friends is so important. And hearing is is the thing that does that. You know, and much more than vision. Um, Helen Keller uh, was asked a question: If you had to choose one or the other, which would you choose? And she said, uh, "I would choose hearing." He, she, and what she said was, "Hearing 
keeps me connected to people. Vision keeps me connected to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, being able to talk and converse and hear the latest news or gossip, whatever it is, it's important. And it keeps you engaged. You can, you can have your input to a conversation. But when you're a wallflower sitting back and the conversation is going on around you and you're not part of it, uh, it's, it's not good. Too many live with what is called tinnitus and for whatever reason choose not to do anything about it. Well, often they've been told there's nothing to do. Uh, in fact, that is the standard uh, answer uh, that they get when they see uh, their physician uh, is, yeah, you've got, you've got tinnitus, uh, there's nothing to do about it. Uh, and they've been told that for years. And technically, we've got no magic pill. Uh, there's nothing uh, that, that's magical. And if you're on the internet and anybody with tinnitus has been all over searching for a solution, and you'll see all sorts of take this herb or buy this thing from me and it'll make it go away. What are they hearing? They're hearing a noise. It's a sound. And it, and it's um, it can be dis- people hear all sorts of different things from a ring to a buzz to a chirp. Some people say it sounds like cicadas or the noise of, of uh, wind in the wi- in electrical wires. So all its symptoms are varied. Sounds. Varied, yeah. All sorts of different sounds. And, and the issue is, I mean, what the definition of tinnitus is, it's a sound that you hear that doesn't have an external source. So it's happening inside your head. Um, and nobody knows exactly where it's being generated. In fact, the research would show that it's generated in multiple places uh, along the auditory pathway and in our brain. Um, and um, But almost always, 90% of people that have tinnitus uh, have an underlying hearing loss. And that's the root cause most of the time. But other things can modify tinnitus as well. Um, I mentioned before, well, earlier in the show about lack of sleep. If you're overtired, tinnitus is worse. If you're depressed, tinnitus is worse. If you're anxious, tinnitus is worse. And that can be a, a, a physical uh, anxiety or where you're tense and tight. That muscle tension in your head and neck or t- temporomandibular joint can make tinnitus worse. And unfortunately, uh, you've put check marks beside a lot of what many people are experiencing today. Exactly. It's a, we're, we're anxious, we're stressed. Uh, those things are all factors with tinnitus. So what we do uh, when someone comes in um, and uh, their, their concern is that they have tinnitus, uh, I, again, in my history, how long has it been there? What were the circumstances around it? Did, you know, did you, we did a, an explosion happen right beside you? You know, we're looking for physical reasons. We do an assessment of their hearing to see if there's hearing loss present. But I'm also asking questions about things like, are you, are you sleeping? Uh, is it keeping you awake? And it can be a bit of a vicious cycle. If you're not sleeping well because of tinnitus and that makes you sleep less and the tinnitus gets worse and it can be this vicious uh, cycle that gets built up. And so, you know, sometimes based on what we find, I might uh, say, you know what, we need to send you to see a physiotherapist to deal with the muscle spasm in your neck. Or we need to send you back to your doctor to to give you some help with getting some sleep. So there are things that we can do to modify. Yeah, it's, it, we're looking at all those factors. But once we've ruled out all those things, and, and tinnitus is still present, then the most effective way we have of dealing with, uh, with the tinnitus is usually treating that underlying hearing loss. And just fitting hearing aids, uh, being able to hear the world around you more audibly, you hear the noise inside your head less. Um, and the, the, sort of the big term we use for it is... Um, uh, vestibular rehab, or no, wrong term, um, tinnitus retraining therapy. And, and it involves really two things. One is called demystification. That means making sure we've dealt with all the physical things we can and assuring you that you don't have, you know, some horrible disease going on. Because if you're worried about the tinnitus, that it's a sign of some bad thing going on, then instead of 
paying no attention to it, you're checking. Every morning you wake up, is it still there? Is it worse than yesterday? And that's the habit we want to break. We want to uh, make you think of tinnitus like you do your, your grandfather clock ticking where your brain tunes it out. That's what we want to happen. And, and we can do that quite effectively. Mm. And it has been either reduced and some have ultimately had it corrected. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it goes away, particularly if there's a physical reason for it, like um, a musculoskeletal issue. But in almost all cases, we can reduce it to the point where people say, yeah, I've got tinnitus, but it, I don't really notice it unless I stop and think about it. And that's the, that's the goal. That's where we're aiming to get. And therefore enjoying a greater quality of life. Exactly. No fun when you have a balance issue or you're experiencing on an ongoing basis dizziness or what is known as vertigo and you provide treatment there. Yeah. Uh, depending what the what the source of the vertigo is um, and the, the most common uh, issue that causes vertigo is something called benign proximal positional vertigo. And it's caused by little particles in the vestibular system that get out of place. Um, and it's a, it's a very simple to uh, decide that that's what the issue is. And if it is, there's a very simple movement pattern ma- that we can use in gravity to move those particles to get them out of the way to get rid of the issue. And, and the thing that defines uh, benign, proximal, uh, benign positional proximal uh, vertigo is um, it typically happens is based on movement. So you're lying in bed. If you roll over to the right, the world spins around for 20 or 30 seconds. Bending over too. Or bending over or tipping back. Those things can cause it. So you go to the, get your hair, uh, go to the hairdresser and they tip you back to wash your hair and the world spins. That we can fix in about five minutes. Uh, you know, it's, it's. Wish it's, we could it's, fix those bowls. <laughs> yeah. They're uncomfortable sometimes, <sighs> aren't they? <laughs> Who Hard on the neck. invented those? <laughs> anyway, it's, it, it's something we can deal with and the, we, we can do an assessment to find out what's going on. Now, if that's, if it's not that, uh, if you've had a virus that's damaged your vestibular system or, um, other issues going on, uh, I work, uh, with a physiotherapist and we do something called vestibular rehabilitation therapy, where we take a look at what things make you feel unsteady or imbalanced and then we design a whole uh, exercise uh, work program to to improve that and we can make tremendous improvements in that. You've talked a lot today really about stress. We maybe haven't used the word in a, uh, in all sections but stress. If one has vertigo, there's a lot of stress around what if I do have something very serious here? The ministry takes my license away. I can't get to work. It's that domino effect that really does connect to our theme today. Yeah. And and then and st- you're right. Stress is a real big issue with that because particularly Again, trouble with your neck can be a source of, of unsteadiness and imbalance as well. Uh, and so, and it's, and what happens is if, if you are experiencing some unsteadiness or imbalance, then you become very protective in your movement. So everything gets stiff. You're, you don't want to move too quickly. So you move your whole body instead of just your neck. And then you start getting, um, other issues, musculoskeletal issues that build on it. So, Breaking that cycle is important, and that's why I work very closely with uh, with physiotherapists with that. I've, I've only, and I'm sure you've heard this, I, I, it's only happened to me once in my lifetime where the room started to spin. I got up too quickly, the room started to spin, but I will tell you, and I, and I would put it on your, your examination assessment form, uh, that I had a cold at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So could that possibly be connected to it, an imbalance it, that came from the cold? It can, um, either from the, just the congestion associated with the cold, or um, sometimes there can be a little viral attack of the vestibular system that actually does some damage. Um, our body um, adapts to that uh, over a little bit of time, but it can throw you right off for sure. Now, the other thing that can cause it, 
and tinnitus is something as simple as a blockage of wax in your ear. So if you get an impacted wax in the ear, you hear noise inside your head and it can make you feel unbalanced. And again, that's one of the first things we look for is look in your ear. Good to know. Why should you choose Meridian Hearing for your aids and the products that kick in prevention? We'll talk about that next with Brian Field, who is uh, certainly well-educated and well-experienced over 35 years doing this. You will uh, click the Meridian Advantage and you'll see Brian's video uh, as well at meridianhearing.com. You'll find Meridian Hearing Centres throughout our southwestern Ontario region, the 980 CFPL listening area in Byron, Wortley Village, London North, also in Sarnia, Strathroy and Lucan. Give them a call, no obligation, an absolutely free hearing assessment by calling them now at 1-800-649-0766. With Brian Atoll and Brian Field from Meridian Hearing, we hear with our brain, okay? not just our ears. When our ears stop working, our brain starts to struggle to process auditory information, and hearing aids can help prevent further damage by keeping our brains active through the restoration of more normal hearing. And then when the brain is active, we feel more like being active, and we get out, get it done, and enjoy life again. Exactly. And those are, those are the, precisely the factors of the modifiable risk factors that Lancet brought out in its article, that keeping engaged, it keeps your uh, – if we start pulling resources, uh, cognitive resources, just to understand speech, then those resources aren't available for other things that they should be available for. So that can actually change our brain architecture. So that's one factor. It's called cognitive load. And the other thing you just mentioned – we keep engaged. We do things where we are active and we're not a couch potato. Those are important all the way around. Absolutely. Also important to come to Meridian Hearing Centers for your aids. Yeah. And for a number of reasons. Um, and uh, the biggest thing is Meridian Hearing is independent. Uh, you know, people sometimes, well, who, who owns Meridian Hearing? Well, I do. It's not a big corporation. We're not a national chain. Uh, it's local. Uh, we, I, we, I started in, in my first office in Byron in, in 1984, uh, and we've expanded to other locations to make it more convenient for people, but we're still us. Uh, nobody owns us. Uh, we're not uh, controlled by any manufacturer. We pick and choose who we think is building the best product. And something tells me you wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way, absolutely. The trouble is um, a number of uh, places that you should be careful about um, are actually owned by hearing aid manufacturers. So we have uh, a place that is uh, uh, providing you with a recommendation for a hearing aid, but but they're actually owned by a manufacturer of hearing aids. So it it can taint uh, what's made available to you. And so we just, you know, I advise people to be cautious about that. Many of the bigger uh, national brand uh, places for getting hearing aids are actually owned by hearing aid manufacturers. Or you may run into uh, a place that, is not owned by somebody, but they're beholding to a particular manufacturer uh, because they... And they buy in volume and they... Yeah. supposedly pass the savings on to you. Yeah, these, these are the things to be very cautious about. Uh, one of the things we, we do at Meridian Hearing, and you'll never hear um, a commercial or an ad come on saying, you know, we've got a special on this month, buy one, get one half price. We make our price a fair, consistent price that's always the same. Nothing would annoy me more than buying something and then next month, see that it went on sale for some price somewhere else. It, it's not. I don't think it's fair to to, to my customers. Um, our prices are always the same. Um, they're consistent and they're fair 
reasonable prices. Um, you know, those places that have those kinds of pro, uh, programs going on uh, typically end up being as expensive or more than our regular price. Uh, mm-hmm. So they can they, they play around with their numbers and you want to be cautious. And the service is not only front-end loaded, but it's after. Exactly. That's, that's so vital. Yeah. A proper assessment, proper prescription, proper teaching about what to use is vitally important, but just as important is the care afterwards when something isn't working the way that you think it should be or uh, something is failing or not working the way that it should. We we make you come back to see us. <laughs> That's part of our protocol. How is, soon? <laughs> um, <clears throat> when we do an initial fit, um, uh, you get a phone call two days later to find out how you're doing because say you get home and you forget how to do something. The last thing we want is you to become frustrated with that new product because you've forgotten how to do something. So, and set it aside. And set it aside. So we, you get a phone call two days later to find out if all's well. And if there's a problem, we'll get you in right then. Mm-hmm. Um, if all's going the way is planned, we see you back in two weeks. That's our chance to ask you about how did, how did you do at a restaurant? How did you do when you went to church? How did you do when your family came over? And that gives us an opportunity to then fine-tune the hearing aids based on that. If all's going well... Wonderful. If we've made adjustments, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. So we work with you until we're satisfied that you're getting the very best performance that you can out of those products. And it's at that point that there's the possibility you might change change it out. We might change. If we find that that product is not doing what we expected it to do for you or isn't meeting your your expectations, uh, we may make a change. We, we may find that you're struggling uh, handling that particular product physically, or we may find that you find the sound of that particular product too harsh or too mellow, depending what it is. If it's not something we can adjust for, we may switch to a different manufacturer. We have the ability to do that. We return that one and we switch to another one. Um, so we're not we're not bound by any rules. We can do what we need to do to make it right for you. And then, and then following that, um, we're happy to see you anytime. And that, that we are told that if you have anything that's an issue, any concern, come and see us anytime. But we plan to see you at least once a year to reassess your hearing so that we can adjust your hearing aid for any changes that we measure in your hearing. But it also gives us a chance to check and clean your hearing aid, uh, make sure you don't have wax in your ears, and clean that if it has to be done. So we look after all of those things all the way through your uh, through your journey with your hearing aids. And back to the big box or the corporate approach that's over here and not part of the Meridian Hearing family, um, this... You must still have your favorites, but the key is that it's tailored and customized to each person. Exactly. I I said earlier in the program that one of the things I enjoy doing, and that's my job, is to take a look at new products when they become available. And I look at all of them from all the manufacturers. Um, And if I think that product is going to be a better product for my my patients as a whole or for this particular segment, then that's the product that we use. Um, so we have that capability. We can shift to give the best product to the best uh, for that's ap- applicable for that patient. Some of the place, the box stores or the other places are are bound by contracts uh, to buy certain their hearing aids from a particular manufacturer. We don't have that that restriction. And the other thing that happens at the uh, particular the big box store places is the follow up service is not there. There. They're in the business of selling you the device. Um, and, and quota. Yeah, exactly. That can happen, and it does happen, uh, where there's pressure put on uh, on the staff to uh, 
move a certain number of products uh, in a month. And, you know, that's one thing we do not do at our office. Uh, um, people are paid on salary. All our staff are salaried, me too, um, so that we never want that pressure. Boy, I've, if I get two more sales this this uh, this month, I meet my quota and I get my bonus. That doesn't happen at Meridian Hearing. In fact, nothing more powerful than the wonderful testimonials. And there are so many, including Sadie, who had a great experience of Meridian Hearing. They're all very friendly and super helpful. They made me feel comfortable and assured that all of my questions were answered. I would definitely return, and I recommend others to go as well. Here's Ted. Now that I've experienced Meridian as a client, I have to say I have huge respect for how they treat their their patients and their staff. Thanks, Meridian. That's just two of so many and too, more, too many to, to recall on our show today. Yeah, we're finding that uh, Google reviews are, are, are huge these days. Uh, and, you know, our clientele are getting more computer savvy all the time. And so uh, uh, we, we do enjoy very good uh, Google reviews. And uh, that's something to pay attention to because that's people, you know, nobody's forcing them to do that. That's something they do on their own accord because they're pleased with how they've been cared for. And, and I think caring is the right word to say there. We care for our patients. All the more reason to book your free hearing assessment right now. Here's that toll-free number to a Meridian Hearing Center near you. Give them a call, toll-free, 1-800-649-0766. Coming up next, we'll have a little bit of fun and talk about some of the new technology that certainly has advanced hearing aids. That's next on 980 CFPL. With Brian Nuttall and Brian Field, Doctor of Audiology, owner and director at Meridian Hearing, with a lot of education behind you. Yeah, my, my pathway to audiology was uh, not the typical one. Uh, when I finished high school, I, I'm, I uh, am a musician. I, I play bass guitar and I love to sing. And when I finished high school, I thought nothing I'd like more to, than to be a recording engineer. And so I uh, went to Fanshawe College in their, uh, their music industry arts program. Now, at the time, it was called Creative Electronics. Mm-hmm. It was brand new. Um, and um, so I started there, but at that time, I thought the course wasn't uh, – I thought I was sort of wasting my time. It was it was brand new. I didn't think it was well organized. So I switched into electronics. So I did a, 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 a diploma in control systems technology. Uh, computers were just coming on the scene at that time. Uh, our first little uh, mini computers were out at that point. So I worked in industry for a few years following that. And then I sort of thought, you know, I'd really like to do something with people rather than fixing computers and machines. But you had that experience of sound and how it's created. Exactly. Sound is important to me. I, I, I and, and plus, now I've got a background in electronics. I understand how amplifiers and microphones and speakers work. Um, and uh, so I'd never really heard of an audiologist before, to tell you the truth. I started to look for what can I do that's going to uh, involve my interest in sound and electronics and people and lo and behold, I found the uh, the uh, profession of audiology, and I thought, wow, this is just exactly what I need. So I went back to university, did my undergraduate degree in uh, communicative disorders at Western, and then did my master's in audiology. And I finished that in uh, 1980. Then I worked at St. Joseph's Hospital for about three years, and then started uh, Meridian Hearing in 84, in November of 84. And then in 2008, I went back to school to do my Doctor of Audiology program. And so that took between 2008 and 2010. And uh, so I went back to school after being out a long time. It was great. It was challenging. I learned uh, so much. And and uh, it really d- directed me in, in areas where I really hadn't paid a lot of attention, particularly with balance and dizziness and tinnitus and uh, really providing the care that people need. So that's sort of my education. I've been around a long time and uh, I'm well qualified to do what I do. But you also are an eager learner. Eager learner. I'm always learning. Uh, that's, I, 
uh, am involved in uh, courses throughout the year and a lot, a lot of them about new products and new hearing aids. And very uh, actively involved in our community. You give back to it and you are a part of the Alzheimer's Society, London and Middlesex, and they're navigating the Road Ahead Conference on Alzheimer's. It's yeah. important that you be there. It, it is. Uh, hearing is something that is so important, particularly now that the research is showing how important it is. So uh, we've certainly uh, become friends uh, and, uh, and want to in, uh, be supportive of all the activities that they have. Um, and the other thing I'd still love to do is sing. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. stop. Don't stop. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to advance your business and look how far it's come in terms of the number of Meridian Hearing Centers across southwestern Ontario. Mm-hmm. But does it also not address a key part that you're in their neighborhood, something so vital to yeah. them in their life? Yeah. And that's precisely why we're in those locations. We want to be – we want to be the small local place where people – feel at home. They feel uh, when they come to us that they're, we're their friends they're, and they're our friends and we're looking after them. So uh, that, that personalized care is important. Um, and, uh, you know, I still go to all the clinics. Um, I make, uh, I make my rounds. So I'm a, I'm a busy person through the weeks, but I'm there. I know that clinic. is a fact because when I try and get a hold of you, <laughs> your wonderful team will say, Brian's on the road right now. Yeah. And I'm looking at the number of roads that lead mm-hmm. to so many Meridian hearing centers. Yeah. But that's a tribute to you and a credit to the business that you make yourself available to each of these markets. We do. And, and, and apart from that, the other thing that we've done over the years is, uh, we've done uh, three different hearing aid missions, uh, where we've taken, uh, hearing aids to third world country to provide them to uh, people that don't have uh, access to that. So we did one in Istanbul uh, and two in Bethlehem um, and uh, been uh, over the last few years. So it's it's been very rewarding work as well. I've gone around all the hearing aid manufacturers, collected up refurbished and older hearing aids. They were willing to donate them and we collected uh, a lot and, and, and dispensed a lot of hearing aids over there. I'm glad you had a chance to share that and uh, it's more about the giving. That, that means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your excellent time, your expertise, and all that you bring us on the shows, and we'll look forward to having you back. Absolutely. Love to be here. Here's the uh, toll-free number to call for your free hearing assessment at any one of the Meridian Hearing Centers. It's 1-800-649-0766. You'll find them online. There's a breadth of information there at meridianhearing.com, and click the Meridian Hearing Advantage, and you'll see Brian's video as well. We'll look forward to future shows. Put your trust in Brian Fields' education and experience at Meridian Hearing Center. Have yourself a great weekend.